opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our program. This is Linda Yaks, today's host, and I'm going to go over the um, commands real quick before I turn it over to our presenter and and guider and leader and whatever she is. (laughs) So uh, this is, um, there's no place like home and I'm excited for us all to be here. So if you want to raise your hand on the computer, it's alt Y and on the Mac, it's option Y and on the iPhone or a phone, it's under the more button and it's raise your hand is you got to flick over to it. On the regular old-fashioned phone, it's star nine. And then to mute and unmute yourself, it's Alt-A on the computer, Command-Shift-A on the Mac. There's a mute and unmute button down the lower left-hand corner of your smartphone. And on the regular phone, it is star six. So without further delay, would you please all welcome Patty. Thanks, Linda. I, I want to welcome everyone this evening, and especially all of our listeners on uh, our community channel. Um, this is kind of fitting tonight because they're having the Thanksgiving um, swap after ours, so we can provide all the safety hints before they get together and tell us what to make. <laughs> kind of works out good. I, I saw that and I went, this is really neat. So we're, we're going to focus on safety tonight. Um We'll probably start mostly in the kitchen because that's where a lot of safety issues do happen. And if we find that we don't have enough to talk about in the kitchen, we can move to other parts of our home. So um, if you would like to begin telling us some of your tips that you find that you find as safety um, techniques that work for you, please go ahead and raise your hand and Linda will call on you and then we'll each take our turn and um, see where we go. Can I share since first? You can go first, yes. Okay, so I've written down a a few things, but I think one of the most dangerous things in our kitchen are knives. (laughs) So I want to talk about knives for just a minute. And you might want to know why I have a first aid kit full of Band-Aids and stuff. Well, I've learned some of the things I'm going to tell you the hard way. Uh, First of all, knives are best kept really sharp which doesn't make sense in a way, but they give you a cleaner cut. They do their job better when they're sharp so you don't have to work as hard. The second thing I want you to think about is I don't ever put a knife in your dishwater. Lay it up on the back of your sink, blade down until you actually get ready to wash it. And that way you don't have to worry about putting your hands in the dishwater and finding that knife. And I, whenever I put my knives in the dishwasher, in the dishwasher I always try to put them in blade down hour and I and never stand a knife straight up in your silverware thing. These are common sense things, but sometimes we just don't think about them. And then I have a dish drainer and I slide my knives underneath the actual rack between the rack and the drainer of uh, the little rubber thing that goes underneath it so that I don't cut myself in the drainer. And when I'm done, Putting away all the dishes, I can kind of lift the drainer and find those knives and put those all away at once. And then if you have a knife block, use it. And one of the things I found really helpful in a knife block is to put my knives in so they all face the same direction. So like if you are a right-handed person, if your knife block has the, the slots that go straight across, like mine does, put them in so that when you pull... Um, that knife out, they all face to the left or the right. I prefer it sets right-handed person to the left. And then if you're, you know, I put them in just the opposite if I were a left-handed person. And if you do put them in the drawer, make sure that you put them in the drawer blade side down and try to put them in in such a way they don't get knocked around in your drawer. So those are my tips on knives. I want to add one thing to the knives that I do in my drawer is I went out and purchased a a little plastic container that I can set in my drawer so that the knives stay in that container instead of, you know, because they can slide around if you're moving stuff around in your drawer and it just makes it a lot safer because then you know your knives are in one place and you don't have to worry about finding them by accident when you're looking for that spatula or or, because you certainly don't want to have to take time to, to stop and stop the bleeding and bandage it up and... And hopefully 
not end up in the ER room where no one wants to go. Right. Okay. Well, I'm sure Eugene will come on with a bunch of information for us. Any really? hands up? <laughs> Any hands up, Linda? <laughs> Guess who? Eugene, all right. Good evening. Good evening. Well, I have one more trick that I do with knives. I keep them in a completely separate drawer than any of the other utensils. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about if I'm reaching in for a spatula or right. a spoon or whatever. Uh, there are no sharp objects in that drawer to stick me. And what I've done, if I have a large butcher knife, uh, I took a paper towel roll and I put the blade of the knife into that and I bend the ends of it so the knife fits in there. So, because uh, the large butcher knife I got is sharp enough to cut your finger off with. So That's a neat idea, Eugene. Yeah. And I have a pair of gloves that I uh, got. Uh, I think they came from Maxi Age, I believe. They're a, a, like a wire mesh glove, and they fit perfectly on your hands. And the metal blade will not cut through. Uh, so you can use it uh, if you're going to slice something or whatever, and it won't cut through the metal blade, or the metal blade won't cut through the wire mesh that's on the glove. And it's flexible enough where you can bend your fingers and grip stuff and everything. And to get to another thing, people that have microwaves above their stoves have to be real careful when they cook anything in there that's hot. Because when they go to bring it out, if it tilts, it's going to come on top of you and it's going to burn you bad. A couple of the tricks. Okay. You know, I even found that that the that apple core that we talked about last week. Some people of, of us have those apple core um, things that you push down into the apple. You you have to make sure that that's laying flat in the drawer with that blade going down because you can cut yourself quite readily on on those edges. They're sharper than you think. They are. Same way I, with the food chopper too. Oh yeah. yes, I always put my food chopper blade right back into the food chopper. Never lay it anywhere else. And when I'm done with it, I leave it in the food chopper so that when I'm going to wash it, it goes into the dishwasher with with one hand. I wiggle it around, make sure it's clean, and set it in the drainer, dry it immediately, and then lay it until I get the um, food processor clean. Then put it right back in because those are extremely sharp. Oh, I've I've had cuts from those. Yes, and I if I put that in a dishwasher. Um, sometimes you can like maybe put a glass or something over the, the top of it. So, you know, put it, you know, set it down there. So the blades down in the rack toward the rack and then set, set a glass or a bowl or something over it so that you know that, you know, it's underneath there. So you don't just automatically put your hand in there and cut yourself on it. I I'm like Eugene, I have a drawer that holds all things sharp. Oh, that's great. So, um, one thing I do sometimes when I'm boiling like hot liquids in the microwave, some, sometimes um, I will set it into like a, a um, cereal dish, a cereal bowl or a, a soup bowl so that when I take it out, that liquid has a little bit of chance to spill into that bowl instead of onto me. Because sometimes it, it is really hot and you can get burned easily, like Eugene said. So that's yeah. that's a hint that I do. Okay, okay, Teresa. Teresa Christian, you may unmute. Hi, Teresa. There we go. Boy, <clears throat> hearing these good tips and, you know, I've been blind and cooking for so long, I forget that I just do these things, you know. And then my granddaughter is totally blind, but my daughter has quite a bit of vision. So, you know, I've had to teach my granddaughter things. And again, it's like I've been doing it so long, I just don't even think about it. Um <clears throat> So I had the gift of somebody gave me a very nice set of knives and a butcher block many years ago. And before that, I'd never worked with really good knives. So I didn't appreciate like what you were saying in the beginning about having really good sharp knives really make your work a lot easier. Um, but I'm really paranoid. So as soon as I use a knife, I'm washing it, drying it and putting it away. And um, a lot, oh, oh, 10 years ago now, I didn't. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to put really, really good knives in the dishwasher. And I did that. And I had one of my really expensive ones break because of just the, I can't think of what you call it, but, you know, just the dishwasher detergent over time <coughs> makes the blade really fragile. Um, but after that is when I started washing and drying and putting them away immediately because <laughs> that was too expensive to replace that knife. Um, 
Another thing that I that I thought about is a lot of times when people are newly blinded, they're afraid to use the oven. Um, and uh, when I was, you know, teaching my granddaughter, I kind of thought about this. Like I open the oven door and I take the, I put everything on a cookie sheet, you know, in case it spills. That's just common sense. But then I move the cookie sheet from side to side so I can feel the sides of the oven and then center it that way and put it in. So I don't know if that helps anybody, but mm-hmm. that's yes. just, yeah, but, there's, I mean, there's so many things. And when you've been doing it so long, you just don't even think about it anymore. I sure appreciate when your casseroles have handles, at least you can look for, or like if you're using a roasting pen that has handles that you can grip, I, I really like that. Yeah. But I'm another one that uses cookie sheets a lot because you certainly don't want to have to clean the oven any more than you, than you have, have to. to. <laughs> and then the smoke detector goes off. <laughs> Oh, yes. That happened to me the other night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we can all have smoke detector stories. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm sure. Anything else, Teresa? Not yet. I'll probably do something else before we're done, but I'll make myself. That's all right. Raise your hand again. Welcome. Sheila? Good evening, everybody. Now, here's a lady with lots of ideas. (laughs) Actually, I I was going to make a comment about knives because everybody is so worried about sharp knives. I was hurt really badly one time with a butter knife because it just hit my hand just right and it put a huge slash in my finger. So not just sharp knives. You would be amazed at how um, anything can hurt you if you're not careful. Um also, as far as the oven goes, everybody knows the oven glove, which is absolutely amazing. I love those things, and they are very safe. They're very um, protective of you. And then in the microwave, you know, I, 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 I agree with what you said, Patty, about a, a, a dish under whatever you're boiling. But they also make some um, square larger like padded things that you could put under it so you can pick up the padded around the hot dish and you won't burn yourself so those are just a couple things that i know but you know i'm sure i'll think of more but good okay anyone else um well someone else is is thinking i've known of a lot of people that don't always um think about the basics, like when you take, when you turn your mixer off and you want to, um, you know, check what's in in the bowl or whatever, um, I'm I probably am overcautious, but I usually unplug that mixer because you never know if it gets bumped, if those beaters are going to go because you'd have no fingers left if those beaters happen to, you know, whip on while you're, especially with your um, big mixers where you're sticking in a spoon and maybe you want to see if everything's mixed in down the side of the bowl. You always want to make sure that before you ever put your fingers anywhere that those beaters are safe. And if you're going to release them, always, always unplug that mixer before you release those beaters. Those, those are my hints about mixers. Um, what else? Anyone else? Yeah, I'll go ahead and unmute because evidently she's not seeing my hand. <laughs> okay, that's all right, Eugene. I'll, I'll tell you, Sheila was talking about butter knives. 1972, I cut the tendon on my little finger uh, all the way to the bone, and I had to go in to have surgery, and I I can only bend my finger so far on my, my right hand because of that. Uh, so that was done with a butter knife. And they do oh. make gloves that uh, will stand up to 400 uh, degrees of temperature that you can use to reach in the oven to take your pans out with. Uh, and they, they got the little dots on there for the grip, so you don't have to worry about it slipping out of your hands either. And I think they run like about $44 for a pair of them. They're real good. They're, they're comfortable and they fit just great on your hands where you can move your fingers around and everything instead of getting the real long ones that come all the way up that are like a, um, a mitt you know they have those if you're going to do barbecues and stuff but uh, these other ones work great for in the kitchen I was seeing your hand Eugene the problem was that I muted myself because of my dog and then forgot about it <laughs> okay <laughs> that brings oh, maybe, the, maybe the dog has got some tips for you yeah, well, really 
Oh, he yeah. has some tips. All right. Let me teach you how to get into the trash can and well, get out. The one, of, one of the tips is when you're cooking is to keep your guide dogs out of the kitchen. No you, kidding. Don't, you don't want your dog yes. to accidentally trip you while you're carrying something hot. Because not only can you get hurt, but you can get hurt your dog too. Dogs and small children. Yes. Dogs and small children. Always make sure they're out of the, yeah. Out of the Maybe kitchen. even husbands or wives you might want to keep out of the kitchen. It depends on who's doing the cooking. <laughs> Melody has her hand up. Okay. Okay, I had three things. First of all, if anybody has ever used those little pampered chef egg slicers that you put a hard-boiled egg in or a mushroom or a strawberry and you just press the little lid down and it'll slice it perfectly for you, the little wires that come out, those cut you pretty easily, and I found out that, found that out by accident. Also, the other two things, I am terrified of direct heat over a stove and I do everything possible to avoid cooking over a stove in burgers, you know, eggs, pancakes. And I would love some advice on overcoming that fear. Um, and I would also, I'm wondering about air fryers because I got my mom one last Christmas. So I'm trying to give it to my friend with the brain and trying to get rid of her deep fryer. I just, I just received an air fryer. I have not tried it yet. Any, does anyone have any hints? <laughs> okay. We have um, 215 has her hand up. Karen? Karen? Oh, 15 ins and three seconds. Okay, I think I'm unmuted. Yeah, yeah you are. about air fryers. I gave mine to my son, but I hear that they're uh, really nice and that they really work. But um, the tip that I had out here, Eugene talking about those up gloves, they're absolutely amazing. And I trust them 100%. And after I got them, I got rid of all my other pot holders. I don't even use them. I just use the other because I, I trust them. I really do. I trust them 100%. And I also, I don't do a lot of frying, but I did buy myself a fire-resistant um, apron. And I got it from a welding shop, a welding place. I got it online. It's a fire-resistant. And, you know, it won't protect your sleeve, but it will protect the front of you, you know. Right catching on fire so that was just my little tip okay long, sl long sleeves can be a hazard you have to be careful yeah. oh yes yeah especially lynn? with ruffles on the end yeah <laughs> lynn hi this is lynn um i have a couple of suggestions um i i got some um no cut gloves for cutting also from the Department of Services for the Blind here in Washington State. I also I also have a convection oven, which I really love. And I use that a lot instead of the regular oven because it's kind of at chest level and it's easier for me to get stuff out of that than it is. I just, you know, use big oven mitts and because I like the big ones. And I just push the tray forward and then I just you know, find the handles on the uh, casserole dishes. I don't like the ones without uh, handles because I, I find it hard to grip them otherwise. But um, I have ones with handles. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to take a, a, a pan, you know, with, with oven mitts out of the regular stove, the glass stove I have. And, and, I, and it did tip a little bit into the oven. It didn't hurt me. So, uh, so you know, I'd rather cook on the uh, convection oven, which is kind of more at my height. That's that's the way I think about it. Lynn, Lynn those the ovens you set on your countertop? Is that, is, yeah. Is, okay, thanks. Uh -huh. And I also just got an air fryer. I don't know how to use it yet either, so don't feel bad, Patty. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be learning together. Yeah. <laughs> right now we have no hands. Okay. Um, any other baking? Any other baking hints or stovetop hints? Since no one has raised their hand, um, I'm going to address Melody's question just a little bit. I know a lot of people like gas stoves. I don't because um, I've caught a towel on fire more than once. And uh, so they scare me. If you have a, a, a an electric stove that has the old fashioned burners, one of the things that you can use to help you find the burner is, is a wooden spoon. And they kind of affectionately call it a stove cane, which I joked about, laughed about. <laughs> I love it. A wooden spoon, you can take the wooden spoon and lay it, you know, start at the corner of your stove and then move it up toward the edges of your burner. So you can kind of figure out where your burners are. And you don't want to just hold it on the burner and leave it there. I think it would catch on fire eventually. But, you know, you can use that to kind of figure out where you are. 
and I have a glass top stove and I wish somebody would make a template for a glass top stove that would help us with our pans and stuff on it. That would be easy. I have been known um, to use that wooden spoon to find pans on that stove top also to, you know, keep from burning my fingers on a pan or something before I find the handle. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just that, you know, I was thinking of that, but. And the, the spoon, I like the, I like the, the, what you call it? The stove spoon? The stove cane? The stove cane, yeah, the wooden yeah, spoon. I, I sometimes use it to find the handle because sometimes your handles will turn and you're reaching and it's like, well, where did it go? Exactly. Yeah. So the spoon will help you find it instead of you're mm-hmm. trying to reach, trying to figure out. And then you've, you know, touch the edge or, yeah. And of course, I always, I don't know about, well, I'm sure everybody does this, so this is probably not a really significant hint, but I always um, um, put everything on my stove cold. Uh-huh. Yep, and then turn the heat and on. And then turn that's, the heat on. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I was going to suggest, too, is maybe, maybe Melody, when you first work, want to work with the stove, you know, try to work with a lower... Um, yeah, lower heat. heat. Yeah, and then turn it up as you have to instead of, you know, starting out hot and turning it down, so... And a lot of times, it may take a little bit longer to cook at a little bit lower heat, but it, it will get done, and it's not quite as scary. Right, and Lynn has her hand up. Uh, I agree. Uh, one of the things I do about handles, uh, one of the things that you that you do notice, and I'm sure people know this, but my son says I taught him this because he's sighted and I'm blind when he was young, is, you know, when, when it starts boiling, the um, you can feel the vibration through the handle. But I always have the handle on the side. Yeah, sometimes it moves, but not usually. And so if you keep the handle on the side, usually I'm right-handed, so I keep it on my left. Generally, um, I know where the handle is, and I can be careful about that. And usually, if you can put your hand over the stove, you can usually feel where the heat is coming from, generally speaking. I have an electric stove. Um, I, I, I actually have, love gas stoves. I haven't had a gas stove since 1990, 1991. So <laughs> I've been stuck with glass stoves since I moved to Alaska and Florida and here in Washington. So... Um, and, and I have a glass stove also, and it is hard to tell where the uh, burner is exactly. I wish they'd make it a little bit easier to tell that, so. Yeah. And a lot of times before I lift the pan off the stove, I, I often turn the burner off too, so that not I'm not reaching over that hot stove after I've removed the, the, uh, always, the kettle or always, the saucepan. Always, always turn the turn heat the, off. Always turn the, uh, you always turn it off. And I also agree with turning the stove um uh, basically putting your pan on the stove before you turn the stove on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking of when she was talking about handles is that pe- make sure that you don't leave those handles sticking out towards you for the sake of yourself and small children, because they mm-hmm. can reach up there and pull that oh, right yeah. off. And believe you me, they will try. <laughs> Jeff in Minneapolis. Hello. A couple different things. You were talking about knives early on. Okay, this minute I got a mute. Okay, still there? Yes. Okay. Um, you were talking about knives early on. There's something called a capuche, and I have no idea how to spell it. It's a French term, and it's a, a round ceramic cylinder, and then in, inside of it is this median medium that you can use to put knives in. So then the knives are stored vertically and then you just go and uh, find the handle of the knife you want and pull it out and use it and wash it up. And then you put it back inside of this uh, ceramic cylinder with this, it's kind of like cork on the inside, I guess, maybe. Hmm. And then, and then you just slide your knife in there. And then, so all the knives are stored vertically uh, in this contained ceramic, kind of cylinder thing um so that's one alternative that you could look at um as far as the stove the the woman that you know has kind of a fear of gas stoves and electric you could look at buying a a countertop induction burner and induction uses magnets somehow and so the burner itself does not get hot but the pan does so you need to buy a specific pan made out of specific kind of metal uh, to make the induction field work. But that is an option um, that 
I'm not sure the pricing on buying, you know, just a countertop type induction burner, but that certainly would be an option and it would, you know, the burner does not get hot. So um, might be something to look at. And I thought there was a third thing, um, but I can't remember. <laughs> well, you'll remember and come back. Okay, will do. Thanks. Sorry, Patty, I'm tromping on your territory. That was rude of me. Um, we have something that is my name, VT234. Hi, it's Vanessa. Can hey, you Vanessa. hear me? Mm-hmm. Hi. You know, uh, someone already mentioned it um, before I raised my hand. I was just going to say, I always turn my stove off before I approach it to do anything because I have set a towel on fire before as well. So I learned from that. So when I'm approaching the burner to do anything, stir the pan or whatever, I always turn the fire off and then I turn it back on once I'm done. So I just want to say that. Okay, Sheila. You know, everybody's concerned about the um, stove and the cooktop, but one thing you need to keep in mind is your dishwasher. Um, I don't have a dishwasher, and I'm kind of glad because I had a member of my organization um, opened her dishwasher to load it. Her phone rang. She went to answer the phone forgot the dishwasher was open, fell over the dishwasher and broke both arms. Yes. Oh, so uh, just, uh, you know, add that to your little catalog of never walk away and get distracted, leaving your dishwasher open because you can certainly forget that it's open and fall over it. So not just knives, you know, not just the stove, but, there's so many other things that you've got to think about because this time of year, we all get distracted. So that's all. Okay, Melody. Okay, there we go. Um, I also do not have a dishwasher and kind of like it. The lady that um, I care for has one and she'll leave it open and we're both fall risk. So for messing around her house, well, we almost had some oopsies. I don't know if she's ever fallen over when I've not been there, but yeah. Um, and I like the idea of that induction um, burner. I do have a gas stove, and it scares me. If the power goes out, we'll have to light it with a lighter, and I I despise it. Um, but I was wondering how people label their stoves and ovens as far as tactile. Like, do you use Braille? Do you use puff paint dots in order to turn the dials correctly to be able to set your stove and oven? Um. Okay. I was kind of waiting because I thought, um, Patty would have something to say. Um, I use the little, the little sticky bumps, the little, and uh, um, put them where you know, wherever you need to. And I do use those. And I will just say, Melody, my daughter-in-law has one of those induction uh, burners. They are great. Uh, I have never actually tried to set it myself. She says I could, but I've never done it. But she loves it. And so go on. Um, somebody named this called Galaxy has got their hand up. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Hi, my name is Barbara. And I'm this is my first time listening to you. So you sound wonderful. Well, welcome. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah, thank you. I just wanted to say something about those glass top stoves. They should never use those for people who cannot see or disabled people because they're very dangerous. Uh, we They have them put in our complex here uh, in the disabled departments, and the people hate them. And uh, because if you have a pet or something like a cat, and the cat jumps up there and can put actually turn that stove on, the animal is going to get burned to death. So you have to keep the stove. I would suggest that you keep your stove. They have, they have locks on them so that you can lock the, the, the thing to the, the uh, thing the thing can't be um can't be accidentally put on if you put groceries on the stove or you you know someone happens to hit that button by accident and you could really get a bad burn from that so if there's a lock on your uh glass top stove i suggest you use it so that if an animal gets up there like a cat or you know and they don't accidentally step on the buttons to put the stove on 
So that's all I had to say. But yeah, a lot of the get a lot of the the glass top stoves do have the knobs up on the back, uh-huh. but the countertop ones like. I think you're probably talking about we had one of those and I really did not like having those on the side for, for yeah, the safety of children the either. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're very dangerous because, if, you know, they can be put on accidentally. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, you know, I don't know how, how many, you know, some of them have them in the back and those can be also dangerous too if you can't see where the heat's coming from. You can really burn your arm. Yeah, you have to really be aware of what's happening on the glass top stove. Yes. Or yeah. any stove, for that matter, really. Or any stove, but I think those are more so because you can't see where the burner is if you're blind or visually impaired. Right. So I think those are, you know, those, you know, people don't use their head when they're doing these disabled apartments. They don't, they're not there. They're not, they're not uh, disabled, you know, they're not blind or visually impaired. So they don't know what we need to have. Right. And, and. I have found it very difficult to find a plain old burner stove anymore. It, it, so, you know, that's part of it. Yeah, right. That's it. You know, I mean, everything is so modern now that, you know, it makes right. it hard. You know, it makes it really hard. But your program is wonderful. And I'll, I'll try to listen again. Please do. Welcome. Jeff in Thank Minneapolis, you. you have your hand up. Yeah, I, I remembered what I forgot. Good. <laughs> and, and it was um, the air fryer thing. Um, America's Test Kitchen, it's a cooking show on PBS. They often do testing of various cooking utensils and products and that kind of thing. They did do a, a, a test of the um, air fryer. Uh, they did not care for them at all. But if someone wanted to look for that, you could just go on YouTube and just do a term search for America's Test Kitchen air fryer, and it would pull up. Um, you know, it's pretty well verbalized, but um, that would be uh, something they could check out. And, you know, it's a way to find out if they think they actually work before they invest the money in, in purchasing. And the glass top stove, I, I totally agree that they are not user-friendly whatsoever for people with a vision disability um, I just think that some organization needs to maybe file a little lawsuit against some of these assisted living settings or, you know, so-called handicap accessible apartments that have these uh, because they are not usable to a great d- degree. Well, I keep Jeff. expecting one of our people, you know, one of our companies that provide things like, you know, accessible stuff. It seems to me like you could make a cover for a stove out of some kind of material that's heat resistant that you could lay over the top that would just have openings where those burners might be. Yeah. And, you know, that way, at least you've got a start to figure out about where it is. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's heat resistant material. I I just keep expecting it to happen and it doesn't. (laughs) And, but, you know, so. Linda? Lynn has her hand up again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say one thing. I think the reason that they have the glass stoves, my dad had one too at his uh, condo in Florida. Um, and I think the first time I saw them was in 2009. I thought I couldn't use it at all. Well, you know, I've learned how to use them. I have to. But um, I think the reason that they're used is because they're digital and that kind of stuff. My son put um, uh, the dots, the, the lock dots or whatever they were on my... Uh, <clears throat> On my stove, where the uh, 350, you know, 350 was, and where the start button was, and also where the back, where the back burners were, because every flipping stove has them in different places, and I couldn't remember which ones they were. So every time I go to a different place, you know, it's, it depends where the, it depends how they do the the top burners. So um, he did it just so I wouldn't forget where they were. And I usually use just the front burner, so I don't have to worry about the back burners. I worry about that. So um, except. Usually, the, I think the front burner, uh, you know, the, but the problem is with the glass stoves, a couple of them are the large uh, burners and a couple of them are small. You have to know which ones are which, too. So That is true, and they're not always in the same place. No, they're not. No, no, they're, no not. they're not. It's crazy. You know, so I, <laughs> I agree, I don't, I, but I don't think they're going away anytime soon, so. <laughs> um, Patty? Okay. Yes? This is Lorraine. I'm trying to yes. raise my hand, but yes. I'm okay, not Lorraine. Honey, I was going to raise Go ahead. Go ahead. Did it raise? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, 
for I I have fortunately I have a regular stove with with regular burners, but and I don't know if they make make this anymore. But um, when I moved into my apartment here twenty years ago, we used um, it's called Highmarks. Does anybody remember Highmarks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's like uh, I don't know. I suppose you could do dots of glue or dots. I think they're a little better than the bump dots because the bump dots can come off. Um, okay. Um, the problem is if you don't use the high marks very much, you know, then the stuff dries up and then, then you're out of luck the next time if you're going to move to a different place. And a friend of mine has a glass top, a friend of ours has a glass top stove and somebody made some silicone, uh, oh, like a thing to go around the edges of the burners. She has to take them off when when she's going to use the stove, but at least it would give, gives kind of a, a guide as to where to put the pan, you know, for the right front burner and, and that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know how it really works, but. How would you line it up with the burner? Pardon? How would you line it with the burner? It doesn't have like a edge. You line it up with the corner yeah, of the you, stove. You, you, yeah. You line it. Well, yeah. You line up the thing with the at corner of the stove, I believe. Okay. And, and then. Because they had to take a picture of the stove so that that the person could cut cut it exactly like her burners were are. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure it's like a silicone thing, and then she has to take it off. Take once she gets the pan on there, it's still kind of inconvenient. I wouldn't like it myself. <laughs> okay. And I always turn the oven off before I take um, anything out. I wasn't on the call at the beginning, so I might be repeating. Nope. That, that we didn't talk about turning the oven off. <laughs> oh, yep. I always do that too. We have one more hand and I am so sorry. I can't understand. It's like it's pre, pre phone, pre iPhone or. Um, hi, my name is Pritam. Hey, hello. Hi, this is my first time here. And um, so I have not quite graduated to stoves yet. I'm still scared of stoves, um, but I'm, I'm working on it. So I'm, I'm mostly chopping a lot these days. Uh, I've started with chopping vegetables and things like that. Um, and I use these ceramic knives and I keep getting these shallow cuts on my thumb. You know, when I get to the end of a vegetable, especially onions, carrots, things like that. So I was wondering if, um, you know, you guys could uh, talk through a few tips uh, about chopping vegetables. Other than Eugene's gloves that he talked about. Yeah, that's where the gloves come in good. You got those gloves on, you can go all the way right to the glove, and you're not going to cut your fingers. And you got to remember when you're when you're chopping a when you're doing vegetables, you want to keep the tip of the knife down on the cutting board, and just mm-hmm. go down with the back of the knife. You don't want to take the the whole knife up. You want to keep the point of the knife on the on the cutting board, and put your object under it and go down. You don't want to have to try to cut with the top of the knife uh, with the blade pointing up. Okay, so the the tip of the knife stays on the board, and then you yeah, just the tip, rotate yep, down. Yeah, you just go down. Got it. All right. Thank you yeah. so much. And, and I would I will try the stove now, thanks to stove cane and tips like that. I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much. And some yeah. sometimes I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, Linda. Patty, go ahead. Sometimes when I get to the end of the, of the vegetable, I will just lay it where I think the knife is going to come down, move my fingers, and bring the knife down. And if it doesn't get quite cut the way I want it. If it's close enough to be usable, I just use it if it, you know, and if it's a little too big, well, try it again. <laughs> but I would, I do my thing. I do move my fingers like onions because onions like to slip really easily. And don't hold the things in your hand and try to do them. That is oh, a, yeah. No. And you know, so yeah, lay them on the cutting board. And one of the tricks I was taught was to, um, Put your finger over the top of your knife blade and find kind of get, you know, use the then use your finger to figure out about how thick you want that slice and, you know, get your knife positioned and then move, you know, pick up your finger so you're not going to cut your finger. But, yeah, I uh, I'm like Patty. The end of that thing isn't worth saving if I'm, you know, uncomfortable with cutting myself. Yeah. You're not losing that much. Mm mm. And welcome to you. Um, area code 215. Karen's coming back. Hi, this is Karen. 
I wanted to ask Eugene, I have a pair of those gloves as well. I've never used them. How do you clean those gloves, Eugene? You can wash them in, the, How in water. Them? How often do you wash them? Do you like lay them, you put them in the dryer or you lay them on the counter to dry or hang them or? You can hang them up, or you can, uh, you know, uh, I, what I do with mine is I hang them up, the steel gloves. I just hang them up. You know, are you talking about the steel ones, or are you talking about the ones you take food out of the oven with? The steel ones. The steel mm-hmm. ones. I just I just wash them and hang them up. Okay. They're not, they're, 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 yeah, they're not going to rust. Okay. I was about to ask you yeah. that. Yeah. Can, yeah. can, can you lay them like, for a while? Can you lay them like over a towel rack to, to hang them, or, or do you actually have to? I take mine out in the garage and hang them up on a little line. I got it in the garage so that they can drip dry all over the floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's concrete, so you it's not going to hurt it. You wash them after each use? Or you use yeah, I wash them time? after. I wash them anytime I use them. Okay. Yeah, food contamination. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Thanks. Melody has her hand up again. Okay. With the wire mesh steel gloves, how do you, do you have to keep continuously taking the gloves off in between cuts if you want to get an idea of how big your vegetable or fruit pieces are and feel what you're doing when you're chopping? I mean, is that in order, is there a way to speed things up if you're cutting and you still need to feel what you're doing if you can't see it all? Well, these gloves are not, they're not real, real thick where they fit on your fingers. You'll be able to feel what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So are they kind of like like they're like a mesh? Rubber, they're, like, like they're almost like, like a they're like a mesh glove. They're you know because sometimes you know if you put rubber gloves on, you can still feel through them. So it's kind of just yeah, has these, the mesh instead of the the yeah, rubbery these, feeling. Yeah, this is metal. Yeah. So. Okay. Lorraine, oh, I'm sorry. Patty. Okay, Lorraine, go ahead. Lorraine. Okay. Uh, where do you get these? Um, Maxi Aids should sell them. Okay. Maxi Aids and Maxi-Aids. what are they called? I uh, don't know the exact name, but they're steel mesh uh, cutting gloves. Steel mesh mesh cutting, cutting gloves. gloves. Yeah. And then where do you Would get the other, other ones? I, I can find out exactly where I got them from the VA. They got them for me. Uh, okay. I can find out. Usually they get stuff from Axie Age. Okay. So. Would, would blind mice carry something like that, Eugene? Very possible, yes. Okay. okay. I'll check. Okay. That would be a great yeah. thing to share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, an, another issue I know some people face, and maybe not all of us, but it it happens to all of us. We break a glass, um, and you know, so oftentimes you're not supposed to have your shoes on in the house. Of course, they say that's not good, but a lot of us do because it's a safety issue for us. But um, the first thing you want to make sure that your your pets and children are are out of the vicinity. And um, what what I usually do is take um a wet paper towel, a couple, couple of wet paper towels and lay them down so that you can try to nab as much glass as you possibly can. And oftentimes I cheat after I, I think I have most of it cleaned up. If there's any possibility of anybody with vision along around, I sometimes ask for help because it is so scary to think that a dog or you could step on a piece of glass that you've missed. What I do, Patty, is I, I take the broom and I sweep up as much as I can in the dustpan. Then I go get the vacuum cleaner and get the rest of it. And it, it's all right for your vacuum cleaner to handle that, Eugene? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I just learned something. Wow. <laughs> all these years, Eugene. <laughs> and it's not the first time I've, I've broken several things. I've knocked the lamp off of the table before, and, and that was quite a bit of glass. And I uh, dropped a uh, plate. And it was not supposed to break, but it did. And it went into a whole bunch of little pieces. And flower vases with water. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, We actually discussed it. They actually had this discussion on tips and tricks around the house recently. So I'm going to tell you what she said, because I found it very interesting. Uh, Clean up as much as you can and sweep it all up or however you get it. And then take some bread, a slice of bread. And just go over the floor where that was, and the bread will pick up any slivers that are left. And then you can just throw the bread away and clean up the breadcrumbs. Okay. Um, but I frequently go over my floor with a wet paper towel after I've broken a glass, too. Yes. The other thing I have now, which it to me, is it's so much easier um, to sweep things into a dustpan to find the dustpan. Stuff. I bought a little dustpan that has the little whisk broom that comes with it. Mm-hmm. It snaps into the handle, and even though I have to lean over to do that, I find that 
helps me. I'm closer to the dustpan <laughs> that way. Yeah, yes. The, and, the handle isn't, you're, your handle isn't so, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. I like those little brooms. Yes, well, I've had one of those Walmart's too. got a broom that is, you can stand up with, and it's got the dustpan that's got a handle where you can stand up and move your dustpan. You can sweep it right into it without having to bend over. Right. They use those a lot in restaurants, too. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, the, the other little gadget that uh, I will tell you about, it's called a rubber scrubber. And before I say this, I'm going to put the disclaimer out there that I do not make any money from Fly Lady. Um, and it's on the flylady.net shopping site, but it's got little kind of silicone ish, there's kind of sticky bristles. And boy, do they do a good job of sweeping things up like that. And then you can wash them out. And um, she does mm. actually have a rubber, a rubber sweeper, which has got those same kind of bristles on it. So, Does it pick up eggshells and stuff, too, if you happen to? I'm sorry? Will it pick up eggshells? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just about anything. I mean, you have to have the dustpan stuff, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In my vacuum will pick up money if you leave it laying on the floor. Yeah. And, and, oh, and that was the other thing I was going to mention. We talked about on the tips and tricks call, somebody said, well, you know, the glass can run your hose. And I said, um, let me think about this. My hose, my feet. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance on running the hose. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How much time do we have left, Lynn? Linda? We're getting close, believe it or not. 6.52. Yeah. 6.52. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we run out of time and somebody raises their hand, I wanted to toss out an idea for next week. I, I know it's Thanksgiving and, you know, a lot of times we share all kinds of ideas and stuff, but I was wondering how everyone would, would like to just share um, and would give us a chance to get to know each other a little bit better. Like, um, what, what are some of your memories of Thanksgiving as a child and what are some of your Thanksgiving um, things that you do now when we can? or you did last year, maybe I should say, as, as a family and just share some of our ideas of, of how we celebrate the, the holiday that really doesn't get enough credit for all that it's worth. Is that okay with everybody if we discuss that next week? Sounds good. Okay, Larray, would you like to tell us what you think? What are those other gloves called? The, the, the steel ones I wrote down, but then what were the other ones called? I'm not sure the name I can get with. Uh, I bought mine through a company called the Harbolt Company. Uh, oh. And Brent sold them to me. Okay. Um, and he, okay. he's advertised on a couple of different things. Uh, he was on the... Um, Let's go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Let's go and, shopping. I, I, I believe I can share the, the phone number and, and stuff with you, Larray. I'm okay. pretty sure I have his phone number and stuff. They also have them at Blind My Smart. Okay, okay, but what would you what, what would you call them? I mean, they're 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 for uh, hot hot stuff or um, heat resistant. Are those the of gloves that you're talking about, Eugene? Yeah, they're the ones that uh, have the fingers in them. They're not mitts; they're actual gloves. Yeah, they, right. And they got the little bumps on them, so you can grab a hold of stuff and it won't slip out. Okay. And they're good up to 400 degrees. So. Yeah, I have my sister-in-law gave me. Just one. I'm thinking. I need two. <laughs> she must. She must have kept the other one because they come in a pair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, do they, they, kind of, do they fit all thing? Do they fit all fingers? Because you know we all have different yeah, size hands. One size fit all. Okay. Yep. One size fits all. Okay. And about the lady was talking about how do you mark your uh, oven? I take it. I've got bump dots on mine, and I've got one bump dot top where the arrow is and then on the knob i've got bump dots for 300 350 400 and 450 and i know in between that's where the 325 and the 375 is those bump dots have been on there for about probably about eight years and they haven't come oh. off yet oh good okay. i'm glad yeah. that the bump dots work because um i've never used them myself and i i did the same thing with with 300 350 and 400 because you can, you can guess in, you can guess in between. between. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right now, you have no hands. No, no other closing remarks. Have <laughs> we missed? Have we missed anything? I like your Thanksgiving idea. One of the things that might be kind of fun for people to share too is Thanksgiving disasters in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like the day oh. my mom took the turkey out of the oven and dropped the darn. <laughs> 
had somebody take a lasagna out of the oven and it fell and the pan tilted and it fell and it landed right on their feet and they had oh. sandals. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I will give you a fair warning learned by being stupid. I had a, a cutting board that was kind of a plasticky material and we were having pizza one night and I was trying, I was pulling the pizza out to put it on that cutting board because it said on the directions to put it on the rack and the darn thing somehow i managed to have that cutting board slip out of my hand and fall into the bottom of the oven and it caught on fire so from you know it was dumb of me to use that thing but you know live and learn well yeah just you know i mean i i don't think i'm the only person who Grab think, dumb things now and then. So. I think we could all tell disaster stories that would you, you <laughs> have make a, your a, hair stand on rise, stand on end. <laughs> you could have any uh, one of your one of the other programs of uh, disaster stories. Disasters, <laughs> that would be they, fun. I think they, we should do that, Lori. I like that. Things I learned from disaster stories. <laughs> yeah. make, make sure you got a fire extinguisher in your, in your kitchen. <laughs> Well, the first thing you do There's when you no catch something on the bot- fire in the bottom of your oven is slam the door, turn Shut off the, door. the oven, and, you know. Call the yeah. fire department. And, well, I uh, screamed for somebody from upstairs because we were living in their basement at that point. But, um, yeah, my daughter-in-law managed to get a hat pad, one of those of glove things you're talking about, and snatch that thing out and run to the back door and go outside. So, uh, which, but, which could be dangerous for us to do. Yes. That's why I didn't try to do it. I just I slammed the door. I have a, a stove that has the self-cleaning oven. So I know that it's supposed to seal pretty well because when you have a self-cleaning oven, yeah. it actually does catch on yeah. fire in there when you're it's cleaning. Yeah. So I figured it was, you know, so yeah. Yeah. It is is well two minutes till. Okay. Well, this has been very informative. I hope everyone has found something new that they can um put into their little uh, I don't know. Thinking Arsenal. cap when thinking cap when you're in the kitchen. So I just mentioned another another thing I have been known to do with knives. Um, I have been known back in the day to have a dish towel that I can just lay on my countertop and lay all my knives on that and roll that up and put that in my drawer. And so all the knives are contained in that dish towel and you can, you know, just carefully find the handles end of that and lift that out laid on your countertop to find the knives that you need but um i really like the paper towel holder idea i like the paper towel idea that's great so well thank you linda for being here tonight with us if you get and small small knives you could use your even your toilet paper rolls. toilet paper uh-huh. rolls yeah that's mm-hmm. what i was gonna say you could use toilet paper rolls mm-hmm. excellent recycle guys <laughs> right <laughs> okay I think we're at our at near the end. I want to have, wish everybody a, a good week. And uh, next week, we'll be sharing our stories of Thanksgiving's past and present. <laughs>